0: Welcome to Hope Church Online with Hope Church Birmingham. I'm Adam, the lead pastor, and we are so honored that you would tune in with us for this week's audio message. And as we say every single Sunday, we cherish every opportunity we are able to gather together and to get into God's Word, whether that is in person at our location at 2798 John Hawkins Parkway in Hoover, Alabama. Or if it's digitally, we cherish this opportunity and we hope you are blessed with this message, challenged and encouraged. And if you are encouraged or challenged, feel free to share this message to someone who it could be a blessing for. Now, let's jump right in to today's audio message. Hey friends, I want to start off today with a simple thought. An accessory is not necessary. Necessary. <laughs> this past week my family and I we traveled down to central florida for a wedding and it was awesome Beautiful weather sun shining. It was great. My kids were uh ring bearers and uh flower uh, My daughter was a flower girl. It was an incredible incredible beautiful beautiful wedding but the thing is Uh, It being sunny, I had to have my sunglasses, right? Well, I had my sunglasses on outside at work for the shades. Well, then, as the wedding progressed and the wedding festivities trickled inside, I had to uh, take off my sunglasses because I'm not Corey Hart from the 80s singing, I wear my sunglasses at night. That's not me. I'm not that guy. So I take my sunglasses off, and as we have fun, eat dinner, and dance on the floor, cutting a rug, uh, we had to leave and go back to our hotel. Well, when we left, it wasn't a priority of mine because I didn't need them. I left my sunglasses at the table. Well, the next day, we had plans to go to Disney World. Well, we went to Disney World, and guess what? Beautiful weather, wonderful day. Me and the family get on the matching Disney shirts. We're excited. We're riding rides. But guess what? Beautiful weather in Florida. Sunny days means that you need your You need your sunglasses. And I didn't have mine. And I felt the need. (laughs) You see, these sunglasses were no longer an accessory. They were a necessity. And I was walking around squinting all day for pictures because I didn't have my sunglasses. <laughs> Do you have anything like that in your life? Something you've got to have on a trip? Maybe I know our phones are a given, but maybe it's like a, a specific bag or a specific uh, hat that you like to wear when you're outside. Or maybe you are got to have my, your chapstick. <laughs> Today, the, the title of my message is simple. Jesus at the center. When I thought of this message, I just kept thinking of that older psalm that talks about singing, Jesus is at the center of it all nothing else matters. Everything revolves around him. I think many of us would love to say that that song is our heart song today to Jesus and what we live. But I think all too often, we treat Jesus as an accessory. And as I said, accessories aren't necessities. We treat him like I treated my sunglasses, which is I want him when I want him, and when I'm done with him, I'll leave him at the table and Jesus, you stay here while I go do what I want to do and we forget about him. And the thing is, friends, when we treat Jesus as an accessory, we diminish his influence in our life. And let me be very clear. A diminished Jesus is a diminished life with a diminished purpose. We cannot live a fulfilled purpose and we cannot live a fulfilled life with a limited Jesus. We need an unlimited Jesus with unlimited access in our life. And that means we've got to quit treating him as an accessory. But our world wants to diminish the voice of Jesus. Our world wants to shrink him his importance and make him an accessory more and more. Don't believe me? Look at the schools. Don't pray. Don't even mention his name. If you're a teacher and you mention the name of Jesus, you might be reprimanded. You might be rid up. You could even be let go. Think of entertainment. You're an actor, an actress, or a singer, an artist. Don't mention the name of Jesus. Don't really live for Jesus because if you do, don't be surprised you get blacklisted or you don't get showcased the way you used to. These are just examples of many things our world wants to diminish the influence of Jesus. Why? because they want to elevate the voice of the enemy because the world is controlled. The, the world that is secular, the world that is anti-Jesus is controlled by the voice of the enemy, Satan, who wants to bring confu- confusion and chaos. So what would the world want to do? Diminish the voice of the Jesus and elevate the voice of the world, which isn't controlled by sin. Friends, what would the world look like without be- Jesus? I got to ask. I can tell you, practically, we wouldn't have a lot of hospitals that we have. It wouldn't be a St. Saint, um, Saint Vincent's in Birmingham, for sure. You wouldn't have Red Cross, Florence Nightingale, who basically created modern nursing, felt the call of the Lord to do what she did, and which is where we get nursing today. Would nursing be the same? I don't know universities. We wouldn't have Sanford here locally. Uh, Harvard, Yale were initially created with a, an initiative to create Christian uh, training schools. How about the year 2022, which is where we're at today? <laughs> we wouldn't have the way we track time without Jesus's life and resurrection. The truth is, friends, our world would not exist today the way it is without the life and resurrection of Jesus. And it'd be ever forever chaotic, chaotic. And we would not have many of the things that we have today. Why? Because people were forever impacted by a necessary Jesus being at the center of their life. What would you look like, friends, without Jesus? Many of you may be going, well, I have a great testimony. Look what God did in my life. Yeah, but what is he doing today? Where is he in your life today? Is he at the center as he was 10 years ago? Or has he been pushed to the wayside as an accessory. Why do we keep allowing things to diminish the voice of Jesus when we should do quite the opposite? Let's make efforts to put Jesus at the center. Romans eleven thirty three 33 through 36 talks about the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. Verse 34, Paul writes, for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift of him that he might be repaid. And then in verse 36, which is where I want us to sit today, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. What One scholar said these words of through and to are monosyllables. A child just learning to read could easily spell them out but who shall exhaust their meaning? <laughs> let's look at the word of. What, this is meaning, this life came of, from God. It wasn't man's idea, our existence, our plan, our purpose is connected to his existence. Through, let's look at the word through. We can try our best, but a life fulfilled is lived through the plan and the purpose found in Jesus. And the word to, this means our life is not about me. It's created To be for him. Then Paul closes it out with a statement of praise. Even in attempting to understand his greatness, he praises passionately. You see, Romans 11 is one of many, 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 many scriptures pointing to the importance of Jesus being at the center. We should live of him, through him, and to him. Friends, the whole Bible points to Jesus. The Old Testament points to his coming as in the Messiah. The New Testament points that he came and then he's going to come again one day. And what I want us to do is understand that making Jesus is important. And I want to give you three things that happens when Jesus is at the center of our life. It changes my attitude towards my circumstances. When you live with Jesus at the center, you have a biblical or gospel centered worldview, which means we see our circumstances in light of eternity. Think of Luke 16, the good Samaritan. Jesus tells the story of three different people who encountered the same situation in the same person and two religious people who should have known better and known what the heart of the Lord was, ignored the person in need. But the person, the Samaritan, who did not come from a Jewish background, who did not know all the religious teachings, understood what God was about, which was showing love to those in need. And Jesus was pointing people, making an illustration of this saying, friends, When you get about me, when you focus on things of my kingdom. When you focus on me, you will become like me and your attitude will be focused on things that I care about. And my circumstances will no longer be overwhelming or my circumstances where God wants to move in my life or wants to use me will no longer be put on the wayside, but instead they'll be put on the forefront of my priorities. Why? Because Jesus is worth it and Jesus cares about every person in this world and he cares about me. And so I know that I can have the right attitude that he is with me and he will use me if I put him at the center. The second thing we see is that when when Jesus is at the center, he delivers me from the opinion of others. The more Christ means to you, the less others' opinions mean to you. Some of us struggle to leave Jesus at the center because everyone's opinions, likes, and quote-unquote, what will they say, keeps us bound to their opinions. Which ultimately, anything that keeps me from putting Jesus' voice at the loudest is ultimately an idol or ultimately deterring me from his voice. A.W. Tozer said, what we think about when we are free to think about what we will, that is what we are or what we will soon become. What we focus on determines what we'll become. And if we focus on the opinions of others, friends, do not be surprised if Jesus is not at the center, but the opinions of others at the center of our life. We've got to make him the center because when we do, we find freedom. Then the third thing is it gives me peace about the future. If Christ is at the center, it doesn't matter what we're li- wh- whether I live a long or short life. It doesn't matter what tomorrow holds because I know Jesus holds it. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Constant worry leads to constant weary, friends, and a constant wor- worried life is a life that is being hindered. Friends, do not walk away in distress today because you didn't make Jesus the center Where you find peace. Some of us are struggling with our attitude, opinions, and peace because he isn't at the center. Some of us are like, I'd like to say Jesus is close by, but he's not even in the same room as me, Pastor Adam. Think of it like this distance creates distortion. If I put you on the mountaintop a mile away from me, holding a song, a sign, I might be able to see your vague image and a sign, but I wouldn't know who you were. I definitely wouldn't be able to read that sign. Why? Because you're so far away and distance creates distortion. Some of us don't know what Jesus is calling us to do. Some of us can't find our attitude changed. Some of us can't be delivered from opinions. Some of us can't find peace because Jesus hasn't been in the same room in our life for some time period and we can't be going, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus when he's like, I'm right here. You just haven't looked at to me for years. Friends, if that's been you quit putting distance between you and Jesus and said, welcome him into your presence and receive the life change that comes from it. Some of us, you go, I'd like to say Jesus is at the center, but he's in my life, but he's among many things. I like to think of it, a balancing scale. You know, one scale on the left, one scale on the right, you put different weights to try to balance it. And we're just putting Jesus in there with the weights. And ultimately it's not it's not as bad as being away from him, but he's just one of many things. He's an accessory. When we look at that scale image, Jesus shouldn't be on the scale on the left or the right. He should be at the top. And at the top, we find balance when he is at the center. Friends, we need to start making choices of including Jesus, praying, asking for guidance. If we choose today to think more and focus on Christ I believe we will find focus, find freedom, order in the chaos, clarity out of confusion. And we could go from life to death. But it starts by refusing to allow him to be an accessory, but to make him a necessity and to put him at the center of all that we do. And that's when we find balance. Can I pray for you today? God, I thank you for this word. I pray that my friends who are listening will be encouraged, they'll be challenged and they will find peace. And Lord, I pray those that have had distance between you and your son, that they will remove the distance and they will find him more real than ever before. God, as they do that, I pray also that, that they will not just have him on the scale, but he will be the center of their life. And as they do that, they'll find balance. And as they find balance, they'll find healing. God, I pray those that that are here today that just need to make you central, that they will be given an attitude change, Lord, that they'll be given peace, that they'll be delivered from the opinions of others and that they'll be changed forever. God, I thank you for what you're doing and to those who are listening today. In your name we pray, amen. Well, friends, thank you for joining us in this week's audio message. And let me encourage you, as we always try to do, feel free to join us here in person. Or if you say, hey, I want to connect to get more information about Hope Church, visit us at hopechurchbhm.com connect. Well, friends, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.